Well, everyone, I'm so glad that you've joined us here by television. I'm telling you what, I'm excited about this series we're in, To Whom It May Concern. We are spending some time to ask ourselves and to reflect on 2020. And we're, we're covering these topics. And last week, we covered a time to refocus our lives. Right now, in the beginning of 2021, we need to refocus our lives on, on what we did in 2020. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to reclaim our lives. We're going to then talk about what it takes to reestablish our priorities. And then we're going to talk about redeeming our time. What is it that we need to redeem? And so that's this series. I hope that you'll stay with us all four Sundays. I think it's going to be something that will transform your life for the good. See, I'm letting you know that today as we talk about reclaiming, we, we kind of need to think in our minds about what does that mean? We talked about refocusing last week. We talked about the things that distract us. Today we need to talk about reclaiming. What does it mean to reclaim our lives? The definition of reclaim is this, to claim back or to demand to have returned or to call back from air to bring back to a correct course of life. Or the third one is this, to recycle or to make something useful from something that is not. And certainly we have done that. I have done that. I've taken something from that was junk and I, I re, re, repurposed it, reclaimed it and, and made something else work. But we're going to talk about those first two definitions to claim back or demand back what is yours, to ask for it back. You gave it away or you lost it in an error. So I want you to think about two important things. As we get into the sermon, I want you to think about these two important ideas that everyone needs to know. The first thing is this, you cannot reclaim something that you had never had in the first place. We're not talking about you getting back something that you've never had. Reclaiming means you had something in your possession and you lost it for whatever reason. And the second thing you have to think about as we're going through the sermon today is to prevent losing it again, you must be able to answer the question, how did I lose control of what was rightfully mine in the first place? How did I lose control? So let's answer that question really quickly. How do we lose control? How is it that you and I lose control of what is rightfully ours? Well, the first thing is this, we misplace or we lose it. Oftentimes, when we talk about reclaiming things, it, it's about finding something that you've lost. I can remember being in Florida, and uh, I, I had went out to eat, and we'd finished up the meal, and we, we were headed back to our hotel, and we we're going to stop by a store, and, and I, I look for my wallet, and, and I don't have it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I think I've lost my wallet. And so we go back to the restaurant and we start to go through the basic stuff. You know, hey, was it in the tray? Did you find it in that particular trash can? And, and the answer was no, it wasn't there. And so we go back to the hotel and I thought, well, maybe I didn't have it because my father had bought the father-in-law had bought the meal. And, and so we go to the hotel and we're looking there. We said, man, it's got to be back at the restaurant. So we go back and find out, well, they had already thrown all these trashes away because I really couldn't remember which tray got put in which trash can. So I'm digging through this trash. I mean, we go out to the dumpster we have trash bags all around us. We're opening every single one and going through it. It's smelly, it's nasty, it's in Florida and there's bugs everywhere. It was disgusting. Well, while I'm digging through the trash, I run up against my leg and all of a sudden I realize, oh my goodness, my wallet is in my pants pocket. I had worn these shorts that were kind of like weird. They had pockets all over. And for whatever reason, I reached down and I put my wallet way down here where I didn't feel it on my leg. And I felt like a complete idiot. Well, that's kind of what I mean when I say we, we misplace things and we, we need to reclaim them. We, we need to get them back. We need to search after them with our whole heart because we were really, ultimately, we were careless. 
I was just simply careless. I wasn't paying attention to where I had put my wallet. I wasn't thinking. I may have just been doing something different. I don't know, but it was carelessness. It was completely my fault, and I wasted an entire vacation day, half the day, trying to find this silly wallet that I had misplaced. Well, the second way in which we lose things that we need to reclaim is we willingly let someone else use it. We, we don't value it at the time, and so we let someone else take it. We just give it away. We give what is rightfully ours away because we just don't value it. It's just not that important to us. And later on in life, we're like, man, I really think I shouldn't have done that. Like, I need to, I need to get control of that back, but it's difficult to do. The third thing is, the way we lose things is, is we, we deceive ourselves into giving them away. We literally decide in our minds that what we have is not as valuable as what we want. And so we give away what is ours by deception because we're deceived into believing that what we get is better. A lot of people do that with a lot of things in life. A lot of relationships are destroyed because in their mind they think the grass is greener on the other side. They're deceived into believing they want this, but in reality they should hold on to what they have. And the last thing is this. We, we need to reclaim things when they have been stolen from us. The truth is, a lot of times we lose things because people steal it from us. And the ultimate reason why they're allowed to steal it from us is because we have not defended and we have not protected what we have. We have not defended and we have not protected what we have. Now, the truth is this, in society today, when we look at our government political place, when there's a lot of people who are hurting, there's a lot of people that are rejoicing, there's a lot of people that are hurting, there's this battle going on, both need to ask themselves, or if you're finding yourself on this side of feeling like you've lost something, you might want to ask yourself, how did I lose this? Which one of these ways did I lose? Am I losing the battle or the war that I'm finding myself in? It's a great question to ask because 2020, man, 2020 revealed a lot of things in our lives that we need to seriously ask about whether we need to reclaim. And the first thing we're going to talk about is going to be a little hurtful. The truth is this, we got to ask ourselves as citizens, what have we allowed in 2020 to be taken from us that we really need to think about should we have allowed that? Do we need to reclaim some things? Now, this might be controversial today, and I hope that it's not because it's not my heart. I just want every citizen that's out there to think for a moment, what is it that I've given away for one, by one of these reasons that I need to consider reclaiming? When I think about the pandemic, when I think about what's happened to uh, us as citizens, I think about our church defending and fighting for the right for a counselor to be able to counsel somebody who's going through same-sex attraction and, and be able to encourage them to get out of that lifestyle because it's against what God's word says. And I just want you to know that as a citizen, we have lost that right because for whatever reason, we were either deceived we were lied to, something was stolen from us, or possibly we just weren't paying attention. And I believe we were not paying attention. Truthfully, it was our fault. You see, the assembly members who forwarded for this law need to be replaced. There's no question. We have allowed this leadership gap. This, we, have, we have allowed someone else to take our leadership that does not believe in the values that we believe in. It's important for us to grasp that. By the way, I think one of them possibly is running for mayor, and there is no way that person should ever win the position of mayorship. When they take from us, when they take from us our freedoms that we have as American citizens, it shouldn't happen. 
It should never happen. That's not their job. Now listen to me. There's another thing that we've lost. We've lost our ability to make our own decisions about the risks we are willing to take with our own health. Think of COVID-19. Now listen to me. I'm not telling you in the beginning when the pandemic was unknown and we were fearful for the millions, they said millions of lives that were going to be lost in America. Absolutely, it's important for us all to step back. But now that we are 10 months in, I wanna ask you something. Is it right for someone else to take on your responsibility, your ability to look out for your own self and the risks that you are willing to take? If a person wants to go eat or go to a game or go to a store, and another person is willing to take that risk and serve them and play for them or sell to them, then they should have that right. That is something that we should be given. No one is forcing them to participate and no one should be forced to participate. I believe in freedom and liberty. I believe that that's what our constitution allows us to have. It's called the pursuit of happiness. Listen, if you want to wear a mask, if you want to social distance, if you want to stay home, amen, you should absolutely be able to do so. I 100% agree with that. But if you don't want to be around people, then you don't have to. If you don't want to be around people, you don't have to. But don't tell the people who are willing to take the risk that they can't. This is common sense. If a business owner wants to open his store and his employees are willing to work for him and they understand the risk and they know it, and there are people that are willing to take the risk to go to the store or the restaurant or wherever and engage in commerce knowing the risk, it should be their choice to do so. The government should not allow them to supersede the freedom that a person must have to do the risk. Now, I also want you to know this, that if a store is not wanting and they want you to wear a mask and they're concerned about this, this, and this, they have every right to either not open or set the rules that they want to set forward, knowing the risks that are there. But it is our liberty. It is our choice. The government should not have the liberty to choose winners and losers, choose people who are open and who are not. It is not theirs because, listen to me, everybody at every time thinks what they're doing is essential. It is essential. As citizens, it's time to reclaim some things. Hmm. And you do it not by rioting, not by fighting, because that's what we've seen in the world today on both sides of the aisle, obviously recently with this crazy thing that happened down in, at our Capitol, which is absolutely despicable. The truth is this, we have the right to do it and it's one, done one way. It's done, listen to me, citizens, in the ballot box. Remember, this whole sermon is gonna be not about what someone else has done, it's gonna be about what we have allowed to happen. We have allowed it to happen. Don't blame the ungodly. Don't uh, blame the unbeliever. Don't blame the person you disagree with. Blame yourself. It is your fault. They are only doing what they believe is right. And in their eyes, they're the ones doing the right thing. We gave this away. 
How did we do so? How do we give these rights that we see ourselves possibly or potentially losing as citizens? It was the way we voted. We either didn't vote or we didn't care about the vote. We failed to support those who had the ideology like us. We found ourselves not engaging, not telling our neighbors, not talking about what worldviews we have. As a matter of fact, as Christians, as believers, as conservative people, we don't share the truth. We hold it to ourselves. We don't promote it amongst our neighbors and talk about it amongst our communities because that's exactly what needs to happen. How do I know that that's true? How do I know that we are the problem, not the people in office, not the people making these decisions? I'm going to just show you some incredible things. Our mayor, Berkowitz, that was our former mayor. Do you realize, do you realize in Anchorage at the time he was elected, there were 218,000 eligible voters? And do you realize only 40, 42,600 voted for him? That is 20% of our popu voting population. He was elected because only 20% voted for him. Where were the rest of the people? Why weren't they voting? Why did they not care? They need to decide in their question, am I going to reclaim my right and put people in office that I should? Oh, think about this. Felix Rivera, he only had 13% of the eligible voters vote for him. He is making decisions, and in the last election, he received 5,499 votes. That's it. That's it. Notice, there were 41,000 voters in his district. That's not where it ends. Christopher Constant, 18,000 voters in his district. Guess how many voted for him? 3,201 people. That's unbelievable. They're running our city. They have 3,000 people on their side. 3,000 people voted for them. Austin Quinn Davison, our current mayor. 42,000 voters in her district. You want to know how many voted? 7,440 people voted for her, and she's running our city. I'm just telling you, we need to ask ourselves, what do we need to reclaim? What do we need to look at our own selves? Not them, us. We need to ask ourselves this question. Let's even look at Jamie Allard. Jamie Allard, there are 40,000 voters in her district. She only had 5,986 people, and she won. This is unbelievable. All these people had less than 20% of the vo or, uh, available voters in their district even vote. This goes down the list, whether it's conservative or republic or a, uh, a Democrat, it doesn't matter. This is the way it's been in, in, in Anchorage over the last few elections. So who do we have to blame? Us. Citizens of Anchorage, listen to me. Stop whining about what you've lost and vote. Engage, be involved. The truth is we as citizens need to ask ourselves, in 2021, what is it that we need to reclaim? And why do we need to do it? I would encourage you there because it's not just the general population, as citizens, that we need to reclaim something. As churches, and I'm talking to pastors right now and church members right now, we need to ask ourselves this, what does the church need to reclaim? We have seen some incredible things in America. And I'm gonna talk as America as a whole, not necessarily our city, because I think we've had some freedoms here that a lot of people have not. But listen, we might wanna ask ourselves whether the government has been allowed to take rights from the church that they should never be allowed to take. What are some of the things that have happened in our society? We're gonna talk about that just in a minute. But I wanna read for you what the First Amendment in our Constitution, listen to me. Some people ask me, how do you decide when you're gonna dishonor or not obey the government? And listen, and when, we're, and when we are, here's the truth. I believe our governing authority is the Constitution of the United States. 
That is which the, the, the document that they are supposed to live by that I am supposed to follow. And so here's what the Constitution says. I read this a couple months ago. I'm going to read it again. The First Amendment to the Constitution says this, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion. In other words, they cannot establish arisen or religion or prohibit the free exercise thereof. In other words, they cannot prohibit any exercise of religion. They cannot stop religion from happening. I don't care what it looks like or how you're doing it or how you're worshiping your God. The truth is they have no authority. Not only that, for abridging the freedom of speech, they can't stop you and tell you what you can or cannot say. There is no such thing as hate speech. It's illegal. That's baloney. We can say what we want. Or of the press. For the right for people to peaceably assemble. They cannot say you cannot assemble. And to the petition the government for the redress of grievances. This is the first amendment of the constitution. This is your right and this is my right. In 2020, what has churches seen? Now again, don't misunderstand. When we did not know what the, the pandemic was gonna look like, when we did not know what COVID was, absolutely every church responsibly took a step back and said, listen, let's see what this is. Let's get the facts. Let's know the information. But we know that from last week's sermon. The recovery rate is so high, it's 99% for every age demographic until you hit the age of 70, and it starts to drop from there, 65. And even then, it's 95%, 94% success rate in recovery. These are inform this is information we need to know, but what were some of these things? What did the government do around the world that blows my mind? Here's what they did. They didn't think the church was essential right off the bat. They decided churches were not essential, but pot stores, those are essential. Alcohol stores, those are essential. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely crazy, 100%. Freedoms were denied. How about this? I witnessed the government tell us how we were allowed to worship, worship by demanding masks and requiring social distancing. They said, listen, we, you, can, you can get together, but we're going to involve ourselves in church business and tell you how you can and cannot socialize. And they continue around the country to enforce this kind of thinking. How about this? We witnessed our government tell churches they are not allowed to sing. They literally said, listen, we don't, we are not allowed to sing in groups. You can't do it. That's not what you can do. Well, listen, we're called to worship the Lord in singing and songs. It's right there in the word of God. We saw the government limit the capacity of our church meetings. In other words, you can only have this number. Well, what was, the, what was the magic number? How did they come up with it? There's nothing. They wanted control. Whether you agree or disagree or not with what I'm saying, understand this. As a church, as churches around the city, you need to just evaluate. What is it that you need to reclaim that you've given the government the authority to control when it comes to your church? The government cannot prohibit the free exercise of religion. The government does not have the authority to prohibit citizens from assembling peaceably. The government has no authority to stop you from speaking, singing, disagreeing with them. They cannot pick and choose. They cannot say this rally or this riot is okay, but churches, you cannot meet. Listen. We must stand for our freedoms. We must return back what we want. The Constitution does not give us, listen, the Constitution, however, does not give us the right to violently revolt against these laws. We are not called to violently re revolt. That's why we do not violently revolt. That's why I don't even talk about these issues throughout the city. I'm just telling you, we're going to worship God. 
That's all we're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about anyone else because God does not, listen, God does not promote violence when it comes to the truth of religion. What he says is this, you worship me, and if the consequence is persecution, then that's the consequence. But you must be willing to put me first in your life. If we start getting persecuted to the level which we can't share the gospel and we can't get together, guess what? We just, we just have to do it anyway. And if the consequences are, is prison or the consequence certainly would not be death anytime soon, I hope, then we do so. But in old times, in the Bible times, that's what they had to do. As Americans, we must seek to reclaim what was taken from us through the church. Hmm, don't misunderstand me. Christians, 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 you have the freedom as believers to follow any guidelines you want. Listen, we respect anyone who walks through our doors and says, listen, I want to wear a mask and I want a social distance. Absolutely. There's a place for you here. You can do that and come to church at the Anchorage Baptist Temple. Listen, if you don't want to be in a crowd, it's okay. There's a place for you. But each person has been given the liberty and the choice to decide for themselves. They can worship the way they see fit. Listen, if they have the right to go to church or they have the right to stay home and worship watching me by television like many of you are right now, you absolutely, as an American, have a right to worship God any way you want and no one can tell you otherwise. You can choose to worship God with a mask or without a mask. You can choose to worship God six feet apart, 10 feet apart, 12 feet apart, or right next to someone. You can choose to worship God by yourself with two people or with 10 people, or with 10,000 people. That's the right you have. That is what our freedom is all about. We need to ask ourselves the question, is there something that we need to reclaim? Is there something we need to reclaim that people over history have bled and died so that we would have these freedoms? That's the ultimate question. So my question to you is this, if you're a church leader and you're listening to me today by television, I implore you, question what you have done and ask what you need to reclaim as a pastor, as a leader of your church and your flock. I want to challenge you, if you're a citizen and you're part of a church that is not meeting, I'm going to tell you something. Get out of that church and go somewhere where you do not lose the freedoms that this country has given you. Otherwise, before we know it, we will all have lost our freedoms. We will all have lost our freedoms. If we don't stand for something, we don't stand for anything and everybody has a different line. My line is going to be the Constitution. We have the free exercise of religion. This is what it means to reclaim as a church what we look back in 2020 and have lost. But not only do we need to think about where in our hearts we've lost things as citizens, not only do we need to look at our heart and see where we've lost things as a church, as a church body, as a church people, we also need to look at our own lives and ask ourselves, what do we need to reclaim from the grip of our adversaries? What are our adversaries? The flesh, the world, and the devil. And I just want to spend the rest of my time here because this is so critically important. The truth is this, those other things about citizenship and, and, and the politics and the governing of a church and how it works and what God's word says, 
Those are great and those are important. Those are absolutely valuable. But this one here, it's really talking to you. It's really about your life. It's really about where you are. When we think about what that looks like, it's important for us to grasp that we need to reclaim the truth. What is Satan doing? What is Satan doing in our culture? He's perverting the truth. He, he's telling you that, that something that is true that is a lie. We as citizens have got to ask ourselves, what have we given away in 2020? What is it that we have believed that is absolutely a lie? Do you find yourself denying the truth to try to feel good about who you are? Have you begun to believe the lies of Satan and you are being deceived? God's truth is reality. And I would encourage every believer who is listening to me today to evaluate their life and ask, where have I allowed Satan's lies to come into my life? Where have I denied the truth and what do I need to reclaim? John 8, says this, he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand for truth. This is Satan because there is no truth in him. Hmm. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And I believe you, in 2020, Satan was working in the lives of believers. He was lying to them. He was deceiving them. He was getting them to have fear and anxiety and all the things that we talked about last week that causes us to refocus or causes us to lose focus. You see, to reclaim and live by truth is not about lies, it's about truth. I want to encourage you today to reclaim the truth that you have given away, whether somebody has deceived you or you have not thought it was important. We need to get back to the truth. The truth is this, we need to get back to the word of God. This is truth. This is God's reality. This is God's ways being revealed to us, his ways. His thoughts right here in God's word, we need to get back to the truth. The other thing that I think has been stolen from us or we have given away in 2020 is our joy. We need to reclaim our joy. We need to start looking like we have joy. We have hope. We do. I know it's a tough political season for many of you, but the truth is this, we have hope. We have joy. We need to get in the word and believe it and we need to live our lives and engage in the, in the process so that our joy has meaning. Don't just sit around and say, hey, I'm a Christian, I don't need to get involved. No, 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 get involved, absolutely. Notice John 10, 10, it says this, our joy, how do we lose it? The thief, the thief, the evil one comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. Who's Jesus? I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. We are need to reclaim our joy. We need to realize that Satan is there to steal our joy, steal our hope. But Christ came to give us the abundant life, holding fast to the truth found in God's word. Hmm. We need to reclaim our freedom. We need to reclaim our freedom, not freedom like we were talking about early when it comes to America. We need to reclaim our freedom as believers we have been given freedom. We've been given freedom from what? We have been given freedom from sin. And yet so many believers, so many people are in bondage to sin. They find themselves controlled by their sin. It's controlling their mind. It's controlling their actions. Listen, God came so that we would be free. Sin is bondage. Christ is freedom. 
Do you live in freedom or do you live in bondage? Is sin stealing it away? Notice John chapter 8 and verse 31. Let's read this together. And Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In other words, the Christian life is not bondage. It is not limiting your opportunities. It is giving you freedom from sin that is bondage. It's amazing how the world has converted that way of thinking. The world thinks that being submitting to Christ somehow is limiting what they can do, but in reality, it is freeing them. Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin a slave to sin, in bondage. If you're a believer and you're wrapped up in sin, you are losing and you need to reclaim your freedom. So then, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You'll be free indeed. We as Christians need to live in freedom. Absolutely commit to it. We need to reclaim it. I don't care how you lost it. I don't care how sin has gotten a hold of your life, but you need to eradicate it from you. All of us do. It limits our freedom. What else do we need to reclaim in 2021? We need to reclaim our families. Listen to me. We need to reclaim our families. We all know where we struggle in the family life, whether it's with our wife or our children, whatever that dynamic is. Maybe it's a parent, sibling. But we need to reclaim our families. We need to stop making excuses for why our families are not strong and solid and loving and caring. We need to stop thinking, oh, because they did this or they did that. No, we need to reestablish. You see, your marriage was ordained from God. You and I, we're to fight for it. We're to fight for our marriage. Marriage is work, but it is God ordained. It is the way in which God has allowed us to sustain ourselves in this country, in this world. Not only that, Satan knows that if he can get you to distract from your family, it will manipulate the rest of your life. Everything is controlled by the relationships that you have, and he knows it. And his job is to destroy the number one relationship, and that is the family unit. And we see it all over the world today. It absolutely is true. Ephesians, let's turn there. 5 and verse 31 says this, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall hold fast to his wife. The two shall become one flesh, one unit, one group individually together to do the work of the kingdom. This is a mystery, he says. It is profound, this idea of oneness. And I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. In other words, this unity that you have with your wife and your family is this picture of what is a mystery about Christ And the church, the oneness, the unity that we as believers have with our creator, Jesus Christ. Notice verse 33. And however, on earth, let each one of you love his wife. That's unconditionally love his wife. And let each wife see that she respects her husband. That is unconditionally respects her husband. Both have a very difficult task unconditional love and unconditional respect. But this is how we reclaim our families. We present unconditional love and unconditional respect, and we find ourselves engaging in community, in a family. I hope that you understand the magnitude of what it means 
to reclaim your family. We're going to be talking about that a lot in 2021 because I believe the family is where your life really can take a direction one way or another. We need to reclaim our vision. We need to reclaim our vision. Have you lost your vision in 2020? Do you find yourself wondering where you're going, what you're doing? There's a lot of unsurety going on. Like I said, with politics, everybody's unsure what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. On the other side, we're like, hey, we're going to get some things done, whatever it looks like. The truth is this, we, we've lost our vision. Some of us have given our vision away. We've, we've given our dreams away and we need to claim them back. Some have lost hope in their future. Some find themselves discouraged because they don't see the vision for their lives because they're so far from it because they've allowed Satan to blind their eyes. Well, I want you to know that Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no prophetic vision, where there is no vision about what God has for you, the people cast off restraints. What happens when they cast off restraints? If you remember, they live in bondage. When they live in sin, they live in bondage. And so now our vision is lost because we're wrapped up in sin because we had no vision of what God had for us in our lives. And before we know it, we find ourselves struggling. We need to understand something. Not only does that cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. In other words, with vision, that person doesn't live in bondage, lives free to do what God has called him to do. We need to really look at ourselves from 2020 and say, Lord, where is it that we've lost our vision? Why have we cast it aside? I think we also need to think about this. We need to reclaim our fear of God. I'm afraid that many of us have acted in such a way through 2020 that we had never considered what God was all about. What was God doing? What was God's will? Matter of fact, we had zero fear for what he had. We were only interested in our own lives, in our own situation, in our own struggle. We did not consider for a moment, God, why is this happening? How can I use this to your advantage? How can I fear you and respect you and honor you through all of this? We need to fear God. We've lost our fear of God. We've lost our respect for his sacrifice. We've lost our respect for his institution in our country. We need to respect his word, the word of God, the truth. But we have. We have turned to have the world solve our problems instead of actually turn to God and trust and put our faith in him. Job 28, 28 says this, and he said to them, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. Did you get that? Behold, the fear of the Lord is wisdom. The fear of the Lord guides you in understanding a way in which God would have you go. And when we lose the fear of the Lord, guess what? We lose the wisdom of the Lord. We're working and acting in our ways and not his ways. Remember, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And if we want to live in the realm of where God is, we fear him. We put him first in all that we do. Listen, we need to ask ourselves this question, whether we need to reclaim our faith. Have you lost some faith in 2020? Have you lost your faith in the church? There's no question that people in the church have lost faith. They're turning from the church. They're thinking in their minds, maybe church is not the place, when in reality, that's where they should run. Some have lost their faith. Their faith was shaken. Their anxiety is through the roof. Once they were strong, once they were solid, and now they find themselves broken and hurting with their faith is weak. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says this, be watchful, be watchful, stand firm. 
in the faith. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Be bold in your faith. Whether you're a man or a woman, be bold in your faith. Act like men. Be strong in your faith. The whole idea is stand firm in this faith. Do not waver. We need to reclaim the faith that we have lost in God through this entire 2020 season. We need to evaluate our life and ask ourselves, did we give our faith away? Did somehow it go from us? Corinthians 5, 7 says this, we walk by faith and not by sight. And yet all 2020 people around the world, all they did was walk by sight. What they could see, what they could touch, what, could, what they could observe. But the truth is this, we, we walk by faith. We walk understanding that God is God and we are not. Listen, we need to reclaim our love, many of us. Some of us have lost our love. We have switched our love to emotion and we have switched our love to being tolerant of evil and, and we have switched our love to, from, from what it's called to be, which is selflessly sacrificing our time and our talent and our treasure for others, for God, for Christ. This is what love really is. Love is not sexual. It's not emotional. Totally. Love is all about time, talent, and treasure, and your ability to share it and use it to sacrifice yourself and those things for someone else. Have you lost that? Have you been stingy? Have you not looked outside yourself in 2020? Have you found yourself losing your love? Listen, in Revelation, it was a warning to the churches at the end. Revelations 2, 3 says this, I know you are enduring patiently and have bared up for my name's sake and you have not grown weary. He's given them a, 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 a pat on the back, but then he says this, but I have this against you. You have lost or abandoned the love you had at first. Listen, in 2020, have you lost the love you had at first? Do you find yourself not sacrificing for others and engaging in what God would have for you? Here's another one. Have you lost or need to reclaim your passion for the lost? Have you lost and need to reclaim your passion for the lost? Are you determined? Are you committed to share the gospel? Have you in 2020 allowed yourself to lose focus, be distracted, given away, and you need to reclaim this you need to take it back. You need to say, I need to reclaim the power that God has given me to share the gospel with those around me, this passion that you should have. You see, is our heart broken for the gospel? Notice Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, it says this, and he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whosoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whosoever does not believe will be condemned. Do you understand the magnitude, the importance for us to have the passion for the lost? Do you grasp that this is where we should be? Do you understand that in 2020, we as a church, we can no longer ignore this. As an individual, you can no longer endure this. You cannot give this away. You cannot give this to Satan, the flesh, and the devil. It has to be reclaimed. A passion for who God is. I'm begging you. I'm asking you. I'm telling you. We must Get a passion back. 
We must get it back. The word of God says we are to compel them on the highways and the byways to come and hear the gospel. That's what our calling is. That's what we should be doing as disciples of Christ. And I'm afraid, church, community, we've lost that. We've made excuses. Well, my church isn't meeting, so I'm just going to watch by television, and you know, if it's convenient or whatever. We've got to get back. We've got to come back in 2021 and say, listen, we've got to reclaim some things. We've got to evaluate how we lost them as citizens, as churches, as, as a whole, as individuals. We need to look at these things and say, have we given some of this stuff away to Satan, the flesh, and the world? It's time to reclaim. If you're watching my, my television and, and you've given your life away, matter of fact, you, you're not a believer at all because you just, you just don't know. You don't realize that you're a sinner. I'm here to tell you something. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you've never put your trust and faith in who he is. If you're not a follower of him, I beg you to do that today. Become a follower of Jesus. Give your life to Christ. Listen, Jesus says this. I want you to be my disciple. I want you to take up your cross and follow me. I want you to give your life to me. He says this, if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he's risen from the dead, you'll be saved. You'll be a disciple of mine. You'll be pursuing the things of, that I have for you and I will give you eternal life. Why? Because I love you. And there's no price to pay. It's a free gift. It's for you to choose. You can choose it. The Holy Spirit is talking to someone right now on television. I'm here to tell you, I'm talking to you. Please give your life to Jesus. Please confess him as Lord. Repent of your sins. Turn from your wickedness and return, reclaim your relationship with Christ that was lost in the Garden of Eden. Church member, if you're watching, you need to ask yourself the question, have I let some things slide by? Am I, am I disengaged? Have I, have I given it away? That's the question I leave with you today. This week, ask yourself, what do I need to reclaim as a citizen? What do I need to reclaim as a church member, as a church? What do I need to reclaim as a believer? What have I given away? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness to us. Father, we thank you for your love for us. Lord, I thank you for the church. Lord, I thank you for this great country that we live in. It is the greatest country on earth. You have given it to us. May we take care of it. May we protect it. May we honor you as we work and serve our communities around the world, around this country. But Lord, more than anything, may we return to you. May we see where we have given a portion of ourselves away to the world and we need to reclaim it back for you. We need to reclaim it for Jesus Christ because you are the author and finisher of our faith. You are king and we are not. Father, we give you all the glory and praise. And I pray today that somebody gave their life to you today. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.